Welcome to the Down to Puck podcast, episode seven of the podcast. I'm Sawyer Caldwell. With me is Colt Bennett. What's up, man? What is going on with you, man? It's another beautiful day in South Carolina. Um, happy to be here. Happy to record another beautiful episode of Hockey Talk with you, my friend. You're uh, you're liking the the beautiful today. I am. It's you know what? I'm in a good mood today. Usually, I'm not in like the best of moods, but today is a good day. It's good, man. I know. Real quick, <laughs> real quick, before we get into the uh, the hockey talk, real, you know, yeah. just just real fast. Um, Buffalo Bills, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I was I was actually going to ask you earlier if you're if you're definitely watching that. I what time is it? At? Is it at one? No, it's at four thirty. Four thirty. It's tough, dude. I don't know if I'll be able to. Is it on TV? I have no idea. Or I have to pull something up. I'll probably have to pull something up. I it, it might be a good game. It might be. I think you guys are going to throw a lot of freaking touchdowns on us, to be honest, but we'll see. I don't know. We have a lot of injuries. So, well, I guess not not much on the offensive front, but defense, right. it's been bad. But anyway, yeah, so I just I, I saw your shirt, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, probably going to be a, I guess, is it a snowy, snowy day up there? I mean, it's in Tampa, so no. It's in Tampa? No. Yeah. No, it's it in is. Buffalo. If it was in Buffalo, it would be at 1 o'clock. Swear. Swear. Okay, it probably won't be snowy. <laughs> All right, so for real, let's uh let's get serious. Um Yeah, I just thought I was in a good mood, so that's on you're up. So yeah, we'll we'll jump into the NHL uh the NHL talk here. And I guess the big one is so we had a little bit of coyotes talk in the previous pod. Right. So and did we actually were we talking about the uh that they might get pushed out of their arena? So we didn't say that they might get pushed out. I mean, we because that wasn't say, really known, right? So like we we talked about how you know they might move and and what this and that is, but yeah, it just it kind of came to light that they were behind on some dues for the stadium and they were looking at potentially being pushed out by was it the city, right by the city of Glendale or what was it? No, like, it was uh, Gill Arena. Okay, so just so, just yeah. the. They didn't pay the taxes or something, which I is that I guess that's taxes to the city. So maybe yeah, it so was. I, yeah, it, it might have been the city of Glendale trying to push them out. But um, what was it like? It was a little over a million dollars. It was like what one point three. I'm not sure on the actual numbers. Um, but they were like saying that they had like paid. I think it was for some reason the one point three sounds familiar, but they had said that they like paid and everything right. And then they were the arena or whatever was saying that all the taxes weren't paid. And then it came down to like, there was just like a paper mistake or something. Or yeah. I mean, it's up. so I don't, I don't remember all of that being said, but like, I do know really quickly after like the story came out that the coyotes might be pushed out like the next day. Yeah. It was, yeah, they, all that is paid and everything's good to go. So, um, Almost a little bit more drama over in in Arizona regarding the Coyotes, which I guess it still is. If you're if you're not if if it's true that they really weren't paying and it wasn't like a paper mistake, I guess that is still drama because your team's being negligent to the actual dues of being a hockey team. It's such a mess over there. <laughs> I mean, other than their jerseys, like they don't have anything going for them. 
every I feel like every single episode you've slipped in that the Coyotes jerseys are fire. Dude, <laughs> like, they're so <laughs> nasty, bro. I I love them. Um, but yeah, so they they did end up paying to avoid being locked out of the arena. So um, the Arizona Arizona Coyotes live on. So for now, for now, for now, to be determined. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll I'll bring them up here in a little bit because they're on the wrong side of uh of one of the topics that I have written down. Right. Um, so there was some coaching changes as well. So, there was a, a good bit of it this, this past weekend. Yeah. And, and of course, like right after we record every uh, single time, right after we record something happens. And in this case, it was the Vancouver Canucks are basically cleaning house. Um, yeah. So they fired their GM and they, they, they let go of their coach. Um, and they brought in Bruce Boudreaux to take over and i mean three and what three and oh yeah yeah three and over ever since he got back um well ever since he took over sorry uh they're and just yesterday they excuse me they got rid of some more assistant coaches and stuff so they're really just cleaning out that whole regime because they were off to a pretty rough start this season like with all the talent especially offensively that that team has you would expect them to be so much better than they have been so i can see why such a drastic change was being done. Do you think they uh, make some moves at the deadline? I know it's a little bit, but... In terms of buyer or seller? I guess just in general. I I mean, do you think they just make some drastic, like, almost like a reset kind of thing? They might. Um, It's funny, because, like, I I thought about it a little bit ago, and I wanted to get your thoughts on um, uh, Patterson because he's been on a low and I was like, maybe they, cause they didn't even extend. They didn't give him a full extension. They gave him a bridge deal. Oh, and, and he's I not was playing like, to. Yeah. Yeah. He's Warren been having contract. a rough, rough season. So I was like, maybe they move on. Well, but, they probably, um, they probably see if anything changes now that Boudreaux's in. And if he still isn't performing, Maybe they look to bring in some pieces. Um, they can have Evander Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's one of the teams that's been mentioned for Kane. So, but yeah, I don't. I mean, obviously, I think you see how how he does with Bruce in there. And if nothing happens or changes, yeah, maybe you look to move on because there's plenty of teams that would take the the chance on him. And I mean, oh, yeah. is it really a chance? Like he's he's good. <laughs> like you no, know, I just think it's one of those those seasons where you know everybody has a down season. So, um, it might be a bit of an overreaction to say that they're going to sell on him, but uh, yeah, it's, I, it's certainly something to talk about. I mean, so is he a free agent after this? No, 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 no. So they gave him in the off season. They gave him a three year deal. So it's not like it's not a crazy deal. Like usually, okay. when you've got a superstar, you know they get they get done with a three year rookie contract, and you give them a seven or eight yeah. year deal. But he he only got the bridge. So that's okay. To me, that, that kind of said like a little bit of misconfidence. But like, so you're saying if if it was a contract year, then I think it's maybe... a contract year. And well, I mean, obviously, if the player's not going to sign, you're probably going to move them, especially like yeah. Matt Young and all that. But with three years left, I think um, you probably, I mean, you at least hold him till, you probably hold him at least till next year. And if he's not, 
outperforming than move him at the deadline because his value is going to be a bit higher than if you were to sell him in his last year True. and he's refusing a contract. So, I mean, I, yeah, I think you definitely, you definitely keep him. Like there's, there's no reason to get rid of him with what a little over half a season with Boudreau. So yeah, that's just my take, but I do have a question for you. Is there, is there a reason you decided to start with the Vancouver coaching change instead of the Flyers coaching change? I was actually going to mention that because like, I was going to say that the, the Flyers are on you because I can't pronounce <laughs> the Elaine Vigneault. name. Elaine Vigneault. Vigneault was, was, was fired from Philly. Um, Mike Yeo replaced him as an interim, but, uh, that's the Flyers have had like what I, is like eight coaching changes in like nine years, something like that. Um, they just can't. What's going on <laughs> with Philly? Like, I mean, they were only like one game from a from like a Stanley Cup final or something like that, like not terribly long ago. You know, we say that, and then it was probably like twelve years ago. Well, but like, it, I hate that. <laughs> I honestly do. But so they're super streaky, though. Like one year that you're like, yeah, the Flyers, you know, they're that high flying team and all this. And then the next year it's, ooh, you know, another another bad year for the Flyers. Is, so like, is I, it just me? Is it just me or is like, is every offseason you're kind of like high on the Flyers? You know, like they're like, you're thinking they might actually do pretty well. Yeah, no, you're right. Because I thought that this offseason I was like, you know, they they had a decent season, I felt like, last year. And I was like, okay, full season coming up, you know, the Flyers should be a good team and everything. And it just ha- has, it hasn't happened. So, yeah. I mean, not that I'm complaining. I'm, it's not like I like the Flyers other than, <laughs> you know, uh, gotta love gritty. But other, aside oh, from that. I mean, what, what a mascot. Do we need to have, we need to have like a mascot episode. Ooh. I don't know what would go into that, but dude, gritty is the greatest thing to happen in the NHL. And it's, so it's that actually gritty goes into our discussion topic it does. at the end. So we'll hold off on that. But what a what a guy! He's kind <laughs> of a, he's a scumbag, but what a guy! In the best way. In the best way. <clears throat> okay, um, moving on to some uh, goalie topics and look. I'm a big Ben Bishop guy. I really yeah. liked Ben Bishop. Um, but unfortunately, he got a knee injury, and it's been announced that that's the end of his career, which I is mean, super unfortunate. And, I mean, I know he was he, he was over there in Dallas, and they have, like, 300 goalies. <laughs> but uh, he was playing in the AHL. Um, so, you know, it's questionable. That's so crazy. Is that that's not insane, so dude? When he was in Tampa, he was like, like the guy in the NHL. And yeah. then he made a stop in, he was in LA, wasn't he for a little bit? And then Dallas and it's, this just kind of went downhill from there. Um, but yeah, that, that is crazy. But I mean, honestly, you know, your goalies need your knees and uh, do, did we, the NHL is weird like that. Like they don't give direct information on what's wrong with their players. Upper like, body they... injury, lower body injury. Like yeah, they right. It's it's awful. Like uh, upper body injury month to month. What does that even mean? But so we don't know exactly what's wrong with his knee. Whether it's like uh, 
arthritis or fat cartilage or whatever it is. But, um, you know, you got to be able to drop quickly and, and flail your legs out and do all that kind of stuff. So it sucks a lot because, like you, I'm a Ben Bishop guy. Like, he was a phenomenal goalie for quite a while. Yeah. And then, you know, it's it's unfortunate to see somebody's career ended short like that. He, um, so it's a, uh, torn meniscus. Oh, that's in October of 2020. So is this a new injury? Is it just that the muscle's really weak and he can't? Well, I mean, you see that a lot when players have like knee injuries and stuff, they just kind of re aggravate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, uh, I'm not seeing like if it's like new or whatever. I'm just seeing, um, says uh he has a degenerative knee injury. So mm-hmm. I guess it's just yeah, it's the same thing, just kinda over and over again. Yeah. Plus, so he he's finishing his career with a point nine two one save percentage. And that ranks fifth all time among goalies with at least three hundred games played. So that's Hashik, Bauer, Dryden, and Rask ahead of him. That's insane. Yeah, that's really good. Because like, I was just like, you were like, you're, you're waiting. Too. I'm like, that's hella good. Like, well, I was expecting other names in there too. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's crazy. I didn't realize uh, he was like. Funny. You, you, you said Rask, and I was like, really? Yeah. Although this is, so I'm getting this information from CBS Sports. And it says all those goalies mentioned are in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Tuka Rask is in the Hall of Fame, is he? There's no way. He's only like one year out. I mean, he's technically like not even retired. Uh, exactly. So maybe it's a, maybe they're just stupid. I don't know. Unless he, does he have a record and that's in the Hall of Fame? Like, are they taking the easy way out here? They, they, they might. I mean, I mean, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. Like, oh, I yeah, don't yeah. have any doubt for that. So maybe, maybe they're just like you know it's coming, and that's what they did. He's but, definitely not appreciated as much as he should be. Oh, solid goalie his whole career, but I didn't realize it was like it was that good where he had that kind of a save percentage. But yeah. it's just because he was in Boston. I mean, yeah, Boston's, like, rough. Well, not only that, it's just, like, winning is the standard. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's a whole team kind of a thing. Like, you just expect them to win, so you don't really go, oh, Tuka Rask is a big whatever part of that, you know? Yeah, I mean, you put them... Wouldn't you, wouldn't you have loved him in Buffalo? I would have loved so many Boston goalies in Buffalo. <laughs> Well, now you got some goalies that are uh, doing well from Buffalo that are now in Boston. He's not doing that good. I just saw I just saw a little blurb about him. I'm not getting into the Buffalo talk. I know you like to. That's fine. Bring that no, no. Every single. I would actually pod. prefer not to get into the Buffalo talk. So. <laughs> um, so I do have one more thing about goalies. So Mark Andre Fleury had his 500th career win um, in Chicago, which you know how that started the season. Right. Um, it was actually shutdown as well, but that puts him third all time in wins. Which 
like, I mean, we talked about this really briefly before the pod, but I thought there were going to be more names to that list as well that hit 500. Yeah, um, and I can go through that real quick. So the huge list of that, of what am I trying to say here? <laughs> He's the third goaltender in initial history to reach 500, 500 career wins. Um, Martin Brodeur and Patrick Waugh are the only other two. And Brodeur with 691 and Waugh with 551. That is insane. Waugh has 551. So Brodeur has 691. Like, that's kind of like the Gretzky thing, right? It's kind of like the yeah. Gretzky point thing. Like, it's all yeah. of a sudden you have like you know, three, two, and then just, like, one just way up there. Just, like, unreachable. Yeah. So, but, yeah, congratulations to Marc-Andre Fleury. I've always kind of had a soft spot for him as much as I, like, until now, I've hated the teams he's been a part of. Every single one, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I hate Pittsburgh, and I hate Vegas. Um, But, of course, like, I, I do like Chicago, but um, he's always one player that I actually – have liked from those teams. Right. And I've, I've always had a a good respect for him because I mean, he's never been that guy that gives you a reason not to like him. Um, he's always seen like a class act and everything. So, um, plus I just, I like his style as a goalie. Uh, yeah. He's so like, he's so, he's so cool too. You know, like just there's something about him, just like his demeanor. Like, I just love it. That's where we're at. We're talking about professional things here, and we're like, he's just cool, bro. He is, bro. I'm saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, he uh, he's eight and ten with the with the Hawks right now. Two point seven nine goals against average and a point nine one three save percentage. He's thirty seven. That's a okay. Other than the, the win loss, like that's a decent stat line. It's respectable. Yeah. I, I mean, that 9-1-3 is not bad. That goal against is a little high. But so is scoring. Scoring is high. So. That's true. I like to see the, like, the change Maybe. in the goals scored and stuff. Like, the, I just seem, it feels like there's a lot of goals being scored this year. Yeah. And so I'd like to see kind of the goalies, like, stat lines at, like, compared to, like, last year. Like, their save percentages and stuff like that. It would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Which I know that's easy to pull up, but uh, we're not doing that today. Yep, we're already too deep. <laughs> too deep, man. We're already we're already in there. Um, so we kind of disagree on some. Okay, where do you think Flurry will end up in that best best goalie like list, like all time? Not stat. Not talking about stats or anything like that. No, I mean just like. This is kind of one of those things where you just go, like, right with your gut, like, let your heart speak through to this. Uh, for me, he's he's probably top five. Oh, yeah, easily. I was thinking higher than that. You're thinking top three? You're going to put him right into top three? I mean, potentially, yeah. You don't think so? I know... I know who my top three are, and he doesn't crack that. So if I if I want to put him at four, that's fine. Okay. So who's your three? In no particular order, it is oh Patrick. Oh my gosh. Patrick Waugh, uh, Brodeur, and 
Hashik. Okay, see, I honestly think Flurry. Are you about to say Flurry's better than Hashik? Uh, I think Flurry passes Wah. Wah, okay. Hot take. Hot take. I know. I like well, I like actually, Hashik Wah too, but. No, hold on. Because, like, I can see where you're saying that, though, because Wah was like what? Like, he played. When was his last game? Was it in the nineties, right? Or was it like No no no, he played in like like early two thousands. Okay. Um, I thought it was like late nineties that he got his last game in. But I mean I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure for some reason I think two thousand two was a thing. When okay, did they win the way, cup? Colorado. You're, I'm not the guy for this. this. I'm not the guy for this. Our podcast is like falling fast. We don't miss stats. <laughs> We need a stats guy in the corner just to hand us sheets of paper. Wait, yeah, we do. Colorado Avalanche Stanley Cup. 2001. Oh, one. Okay. So I'm pretty sure he played like, I guess I could have just looked up his stats. But anyway, keep, yeah, keep going with what you're. So to me, 2003. like. 2003 was his last season. Yeah. So the reason I say I can understand why you would throw him ahead of Wah is because of. What we were just talking about is the you know the trend of more goals, especially lately. So like when you think about it, Flurry's playing the kind of talent that he is in the NHL right now and still getting up to five hundred wins versus maybe what you saw with Patrick Waugh and the talent that he was surrounded with and going against. Do you th- like is there a to me, I feel like there's a disparity between like he played largely in the '90s versus what we're playing with today. Um, I mean, see, that's such a. I mean, that's the like the age old question. Because you right. say that you, it's it's the same thing with like could Gretzky do it today? It's the same type of stuff, right? It's yeah, a little correct. bit different because you're talking more about like the goals like the it's more offensive yeah um i see i wasn't really even thinking that i was just thinking like i don't know dude uh flurry's been on some good teams haven't you <laughs> i was well, gonna say yeah. like yeah. If, you're, if you're thinking about um the the abs like that was that team sackick Forsberg. Um, Forsberg, bro. What? Yeah, I know. I'm, dude, I just, I love Forsberg. He was such a unit. But, um, Bork. so, you're right. Like, that. that's a great team, but, you know. But then, yeah, you, you look at Flurry, yeah. you're like Malkin, Latang, Crosby. <laughs> you just start, like, going down the line of his Stanley Cup teams. But, right. so, when did did um did Flurry? No, Matt Murray was the guy for those back to backs, wasn't he? I can't remember. I think I'm pretty sure. Guys, really slow on this. Hold on, hold on. I'm pretty sure um Matt Murray was the was up against the Sharks because it was like the two kind of like young guys, um. Maybe maybe my hot take is a little too hot. 
Might be a little bit. Well, and he's not done yet, though. He's not done right. yet. Okay, so that I was gonna ask that too. Do you think? Do you think um, he passes Wall and wins? Yeah. So well, he's he five hundred fifty-one. He's fifty-one more wins. He's thirty-seven. Yeah. You think so? Oh, uh, dude, he could play if he wants to. He could play another three years. Tell him he doesn't get fifty wins in three years. You think he's gonna play in his forties? Well, that would be two forty, not into his forties. But like, oh my gosh, I hate you. Oh, anyway, I think he could if if he wants to. I don't know if he really wants to play that long for Chicago. I don't think he will because he was debating on retirement this year. Mm -hmm. I think if he's already like had thought about it. Was it? It wasn't because of going to Chicago that he was considering, right? I don't think it was like because of Chicago. I think it was more like. I think he's kind of ready to like be done, sort of. I think. Well, a lot of it might have been like how Vegas treated him. Is that not okay. insane? We're talking about Flurry being like potentially like top three, top five, all time, and Vegas didn't even tr- tell him he was traded. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean he led him to a Stanley Cup final and if Hobie didn't play out of his mind they wouldn't want it and then three years later whatever they're like hey you're you're not oh they didn't even say that they just said go check Twitter anyway no I, I stand by what I said I think Flurry hits top three okay I think he I think he goes third I think I think Brodeur and probably Hashik are probably up there as the top two. I don't think I know you say like Hashik was better than Brodeur, but I think Brodeur's stats are just so ridiculous. I don't think you can say he's not number one. Well, the difference between Hashik and Brodeur is one. I mean, just gameplay. Hashik was that totally erratic crazy yeah. goaltender and like you have no idea how he's doing the things he does and like he would totally run up on some guy skating down the ice and try to poke check him and slide into him and stuff but yeah and then brother was that that more stay at home goalie uh real uh defensive in the net you know um but they also set up that totally defensive team where they were just like dominant in terms of uh possession in, in their zone and stuff like that so i think that plays into it, but not as much as like, I'm not trying to take credit away from Brodeur because right now. And that's, that's another thing when you're talking about goalies too, is you, you have to look at the teams that he's yes. a part of because I mean, if a team has like insane defense and you just have like a decent goalie, that goalie is going to look way better. Oh, hundred percent. Right. And so, you know, you take, and I'm not saying Flurry's that way, right? But like, you know, he struggled here at the beginning of the season. The defense wasn't too hot, but I mean, that could go that that goes for it go, that goes for the greatest goalie it's, of all it's time. Give and take, yeah, it's give and yeah. take. So if your if your defense is bad, your your goalie is still going to be bad because right, you know, more opportunities, more breakaways, all that kind of thing. So, I mean, the two things go hand in hand. Good defense equals better goalie. Bad defense equals worse goalie. Yeah, and. I mean, would you say 
Flurry's the greatest like modern goalie? Or where where do you cut the line of like modern versus like old school? It would have to be. It's I think there, I think there's a distinct difference between like the 2000s and now, of like the so style you say, and all that. The number I had in my head was like 2010. No, and then you're talking before that, or I'm thinking before that. I'm thinking you take a lockout. Well, because if that was 2011. No, wasn't there? No, was that? I was thinking there was one like way before that. I believe the lockout was 2011. There was another one before that, but it wasn't like. You you can keep going. I'm yeah, oh four oh four oh five is the one I okay, was thinking and, of. Okay, so that one. Okay. Um, because that's that on. that is um. Because that is the salary cap lockout. Is there a distinct reason why you're saying that particular time? Uh, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, because I was thinking of Crosby and Ovechkin. That's why I was thinking. I, of I knew it. I knew it. Okay. Um, uh, no, no, no. That's not why I'm saying that. I'm just like that's why I remember a lockout being way before eleven was because of those that's two. Not, that's not like that wasn't the question here. Why? But why? But, you could throw them in there as being the reason because that was like the change of like guard kind of that's like there's the new, you know, you have like the next, you know, the next one, right. Like coming right. in, like it's, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I just think there's a difference between, I think you started to see more technical like ability and stuff uh, come in the league versus the physical aspect, right? So like, you think, think of the Devils. Like, like that that was kind of ended around there. So you're talking you know, more like um refined talent versus raw ability. I mean, yeah, you could say that. Um I'm just thinking like the game kind of went more from like, you know, the enforcer um goon to the goon play. But and now I mean now the goons are still like it's like we already talked about this, but they're you know a lot more talented, right? Right, but you have to be because you're not just going to give minutes to somebody who's not going to contribute to the team. Right, so, and well, and a lot of that I think, I think the NHL you have a pre-salary cap era and a post. Yeah, and I think that's where you have to draw the line of like modern versus not. Okay, so if we want to draw the line there, um, and that's fine. Yeah, it, sure. for this conversation, it doesn't matter. We're just we need a fine line of like where we're drawing okay. the line. We'll, we'll set it there. We'll set it there. Okay. We'll set Before it at the, the salary cap. Um, so yeah, in terms of modern, yeah, sure. That if you want to call that the modern goalie, or that, salary cap goalie, have, I guess. So that I I feel like it would have to be flurry. With Vasilevsky quickly approaching, <laughs> yeah, he's he, he's gaining a whole lot of momentum. So I mean, he'll he'll get there. But that's another thing too. Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the league, but oh, that team is fantastic. It's this, it's it comes down to the same thing. It's so yeah. hard to compare goalies. 
especially like with hockey, if so, the, the different styles, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then that, of course, you could say like, you know, who was the last like stand up goalie? I have a name. Bro, I don't know. What's your, what you got? I would, it, would you consider Brodeur stand up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he kind of played in like between the two. He, he yeah, he kind of played like when you started seeing these this hybrid style come in, and you know. But uh, I would definitely say he's probably like the last like quote unquote stand up. So probably, yeah, you're probably right on that. So. I don't even know where you're going with that. Where where are you going with that? I guess just the different, I guess I guess just the different style, but but anyway, I I would say Fleury's going to go down as the third uh, on the all-time list. The third all-time. Goals. Yeah. Um sure. Uh if I mean I might have, I have my four, so that's not like a total disparity. No. So, so you you have you have Wall in there at top three ahead. Is that who you? Who you I have? do have Wall. Yeah, I do have Wall ahead of him, which I might have to reconsider. Um, just because like it's one of those things where you hear the name and you're like, That's yeah, Wall. like so. I would really have to to rethink the whole thing and like make sure that that's where he needs to actually be. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I don't, I don't want to do it just for the namesake. And and that's hard. It really is. You know, I mean... But you do I mean, so it's kind of flurry at third, three or four. Yeah. Broder and Hashik. So we're, we're on the same page, pretty much. Yeah, for sure. Like, for sure, Broder and Hashik are one and two. You can put them however you want, and I won't fight you. But, like... Three and four, I, for right now, for me, are interchangeable. But if if I really look into it, it it probably the momentum probably goes to Flurry, honestly. Yeah. How did, did how many cups did Patrick Wall win? How are you going to keep doing this, where we need stats in the middle of a of a pod, and we just don't have them? I'm asking you because I know. I'm asking to see if you know. I don't know. Hit me with a number. Four. Four. So now, do you throw him above above Fleur? We need to get off this topic. No, I don't. I don't. That to me, that doesn't change it. I don't think so either. It's such a it's such a team thing, you know. Yeah. I don't know. He. I thought I was thinking he won three. Anyway, um, yeah, we, we've done plenty of goalie talk for for one pod. I feel. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to have another pod where we rank every single goalie ever. Yep, it's going to be um, a twenty four hour pod. Um, <laughs> grab some popcorn and, live. and sit back and relax. You you heard it here first live. <laughs> um, so we should do that. We should do that at some point. Just do a live something. Well, That'd be we get it maybe down the line. Yeah, I'm not saying tomorrow, but <laughs> next week. Right. So I do want to just touch up on the New York Rangers being the first $2 billion franchise in the NHL. Mm-hmm. 
So that that ranks them at number one. Can you guess who the other two, the in the top three? Since I guess we're doing top three today. It's a it's a big thing. That's the trend today's today. pod. Yeah. Um. So number one is the Rangers. Do you know the next two in order? In order, shit. Yeah. Give me. Okay, one point eight billion and one point six billion. That's the only hint you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> billion, 1.6 billion. Give me Boston and give me Tampa. Tampa. I don't well, I just thought market. No, uh number two is Toronto. Oh, of course. And number three is Montreal. If you had really thought about it, you could have gotten that. I probably could have. I was sticking to market. I should have thought hey, Tampa's number team. twenty. 20? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so bottom three. Can you guess those? Uh, So Arizona is yeah. got to be dead last. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, bottom three, uh, give me Florida. Okay, that's correct. And give me... It's not Buffalo. Um, for real? I didn't say anything. I see your face, though. Um, you gotta give me a final answer. You can't just look at I'm, me. No, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of teams here. I don't have it. I don't have it. Go ahead. So you're going with Buffalo. Is that sure. your final? Okay. Buffalo is number twenty-nine. Thank God. <laughs> That's still bad. Um. So 32 is Arizona. You got that. Then Florida. And then Columbus Blue Jackets. Columbus. See, I was trying to think of like the teams in the middle of nowhere. And Ohio wasn't far enough over for me. But Buffalo was because you pretty much said that. I said it's not <laughs> Buffalo. And then you that that look on your face no, was I, like, the look oh, was, the look was they're close enough. Um, Which that's actually, I mean... Being in Buffalo, like you would think that they'd be a little bit higher. I remember, like back when the Sabers were really good, and we, you know, we got the presidents and all that stuff. Like they were talking about how Buffalo was the new hockey city. So, like, I was like, why would we be that low? Yeah, but yeah, they're they're low. <laughs> <laughs> they're low in a lot of different aspects. Um, and by the way, the NHL did approve the. Penguins being sold to Fenway Sports Group. So they're sitting at number... Yeah, well, you know, we're talking about money. They're sitting at number 12 right now. I don't know if that pushes them up or not. But just thought I'd mention that since we talked about that a few few pods ago. Um, So that's finally happening. So I guess speaking of like all, you know, the value of the different franchises. So what do you think the NHL needs to do to kind of push themselves up into the NBA, NFL, like tier? Well, I know we've talked about this personally, but, like, it has to start at the youth movement. So, some way or another, they've got to get kids involved in hockey. So, I don't know if that, like, because what you were talking about when we spoke about this was, like, the availability of hockey. Because everything else is kind of, like, you just pick up and go. Um. You can pick a random field and play baseball or football or soccer or anything like that. And, like, it's 
basketball hoops are pretty accessible. All you need is a ball. But for hockey, you know, you need a few players. You need a net. You need sticks. You need all that equipment. You you probably need ice. Um, I mean, it's not the ice is the the least necessary um, because I mean you can play street hockey, but there's just there's more involved, um, especially skill wise, uh, that yeah. comes with playing hockey. Um, and I feel like that that's a hang up, and also having parents that want to get their kids involved in hockey is a hang up because there's more equipment involved. There's more of a financial uh, obligation. Obligation, 100%. yeah. Um, and like we both know that it's not. You've got a lot of like older older people. I shouldn't say a lot, but. I feel like hockey garters more towards that, like an older generation of people that enjoyed like the physicality of the game back then and stuff like that. And I feel like there's a there's a middle age of people that are like in their late thirties and whatever that are having kids and stuff like that that aren't really into that. I, I that, don't know if I agree with that. You don't know. I think you're. I think you're starting to. S- Oh, you're saying like being protective over their kids? Yeah. You're saying yeah. the same thing with football. Youth kind involvement of, yeah. in football is also on the decline. That's not a fact, yeah. but I'm pretty sure I've seen that somewhere. No, <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty, no, I'm pretty sure because of like like all the injuries and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Um, it that's really with the head and stuff like that, though. But um, that it there is a decline of parents wanting their kids to be in a game like that, and I feel like. If if actual light was shed on it, like that safety measures and all that kind of stuff has really been improved, especially here lately, um, that it would help. But hockey has that stigma where it's just a game of brutality and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Which there's nothing wrong I, with that. There isn't let me, anything. Let me wrong get with this that. let me get that clear. I can't stand the whole like we don't need to be so physical. I saw something that was like somebody tweeted: "We uh, headshots in hockey should be illegal, or should be removed it's from it, the game. Or should be removed from the game. Head, headshots. Oh, headshots should be uh, removed from the game. And I'm thinking, I mean, it sort of is. Like it's not legal. Well, how? how yeah, but you can't remove it because of how fast the game is and how." You, you can't remove that from a, from I mean, a sport. You can't remove that really from any sport because it's just exactly. it's incidental. So no one's out there like guess, going for the head, and if they are, they're a scumbag. I feel like there's some players out there doing that, but oh my God. moving aside from that, like I saw that something real similar when you know fights happen yeah, and stuff. Which, People are like oh. This whole this needs to be taken out, and people shouldn't be taking shots to the face. And it's just like, first of all, it happens way less than it used to. Because I remember being like, "We're gonna get a fight today," because it was just like that's the game. There's there's you, my there's le- there's honestly, I feel like there's rarely a fight in a game. Yeah, and like even when one's about to form up. Or you think one's gonna form up? Like two guys are just like staring each other down, and they've got themselves ready. Like the refs come in and stop it. So it's yeah. not like 
it's a prominent thing in today's game. Does it still happen? Yes, but it's really not the point of the game anymore to just beat each other into the ice and then sit for five minutes. Like, that's just not what the game is anymore. So I think that's part of it. Another thing that they, they're working on right now, which I give them a lot of credit for, is the stuff they're doing with ESPN+, Plus, which is making the game more accessible for everybody. So that's really important. Um, and I mean, ESPN Plus has been a godsend because okay. I can watch anything anywhere. So I wanted to, I was going to bring that up if you didn't. It's good that it's on ESPN because you're right. It's more accessible. Most people have the ESPN Plus stuff, um, especially since it's bundled with Hulu and Disney. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are going to have it just just because, you know. Uh, but I do, I. I'm glad it's on ESPN plus. Cause you know, like you said, you can get access to like your sabers, you know, I can, I can watch the sharks and stuff like basically every game. What I don't like is the ESPN broadcast itself. I agree. I don't think it's doing anything different than I, I, I would say I like the NBC sports is better and they haven't really done anything different. I just think, I'm, I'm not going to get into certain stuff because it'll create controversy, but um, <laughs> there's, it's, it, it's boring, right? So yes. if you, it, it's, and that's what I mean by it's not doing anything that different than what NBC sports did, um, which I like NBC sports because like, but I, I like the game. I, I like hockey. So right. I don't need anything like different and unique and stuff. I can, I can listen to somebody talk about the game. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what ESPN does, but I don't that's know it. why. I just think it's it's a lot more boring. I don't know if it's the personalities, which they have like that, good people on there, but um, so it really in any sport you're gonna have commentators and all that kind of stuff that you don't like, um, right? There's always gonna be those personalities that you're just like, wow, I can't stand that, but you're still gonna watch the game. But the problem is, and I mean, you hit it. They're not bringing anything new. To the broadcast, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm listening to Ryan Callahan and and uh, Bucci and all them, and they're talking, and I'm just like, I'm not in it. Like I'm watching the gameplay, and I, I I take them or leave them, you know. Yeah. So I feel like if they brought literally anything, um, some sort of excitement, something to draw you in, that so would be something. You're going from more of the commentary standpoint. I'm thinking more of the intermission stuff. Well, that's it's the same. It's the, the same, same thing. thing. It's the same thing, but yeah, I think I think the I think ESPN has done good with the interview type stuff, like the the pregame like interviews with the player. Like they'll do like a little story or something on some player or whatever. Um, and I've liked that type of stuff. Granted, I really haven't. Wa- I I dislike the ESPN stuff that much that I really haven't even watched the games that are on ESPN. Um, so maybe they're not doing that anymore. Maybe it was just for the first week or two. But I think I okay. Before I get on to the other part about the broadcasts, um, I feel like they're they have people. The ESPN has people on the broadcast that it's not necessarily they don't know hockey, but it seems that way. Like it's the, they're not as comfortable or something. But when they try to like describe stuff and explain stuff, it's just like. To me, it's just like, 
why did you even bring that up? Or why did you, why did they put it that way or something like that? It's just, I don't know. It, it feels like they have like people that it's ESPN people and not hockey people. If that, if that makes sense at all. So you're saying it's just like sports people in general and not yes. like necessarily people that are involved in the sport. Yeah. And I could be completely wrong. Maybe it's their first stint at broadcasting or something like that. So they're just not as comfortable and it's, I, I don't know. It just seems so off. But that hurts regardless. So even if it is their, their first stint as being a broadcaster or whatever, and then, you know, they'll get better as time goes on. First impressions are super important, especially with new and developing fans. So you need people that are going to be captivating the entire time, whether it becomes the broadcasting, the intermission stuff, and all that stuff. So if you're trying to garter to a new uh, a new audience and all that kind of stuff, and you've got people that are super awkward, and they, it seems like they don't know what they're talking about and all that kind of stuff, like why, as a new fan, would you be like, well, this is what I want to watch every time I come on here? So yes, and... I see what you're saying. I see definitely what you're saying. Do you, with... so do, do you get that feeling too? There's yeah, like where it's just okay. like a lull and like, and I know they have some hockey people on there, like Rick DiPietro right. is in there and stuff like that. So like it's not it's not like they're devoid of hockey people, but even when Rick is talking, like there's some awkward silences and stuff like that, and it just it feels, it doesn't feel smooth at all. There's no real transition. There's no anything, and it's just it's choppy and it's it's uncomfortable to watch it's, as a fan. That's yes, uncomfortable. It's it's like they're uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> it's it's awkward, is it not? I mean, it, no, it really is. And I mean, it it takes away from the product. Like yes. whenever there's an intermission, I'm just like, well, I don't need this anymore. I put up my headphone and I do whatever I'm doing. I get on. Then, I like, get on freaking TikTok the whole intermission. Right. Um. And and they're they're like fun segment for like I don't think I don't know if it's necessarily like intermission. It might be like uh the point, which is like their NHL news show yeah, thing that's yeah. like once or twice a week. Um, and I, I like Bucci. No, I have nothing against him. Um, but their like fun segment, if you want to call it that, is the uh, chicken parm thing. I was actually going to bring that up. It, so it's I was watching a Sabres game the other day. And, and Bucci's there and he's doing the commentary and stuff with Ryan Callahan. And Bucci's up in the box and they've had the Sabres chef bring him some chicken parm this and he's literally yeah and he's literally eating chicken parm during the game when he's trying to call it and then callahan's like i'll take over since you're eating and it was like callahan's not good at it he's not so play by got, play. right so like you've got awkward silence and then callahan trying to say stuff about what's going on and then bucci's like okay i just finished this bite i'll take over again and it was just like it was they're trying to be funny, funny. and like it, it, I guess, but it doesn't hit. It doesn't yeah. hit as funny. I was annoyed. I was like, put the plate down. Dude, and I then, didn't, and then I every didn't five really... seconds, Callahan is like, you're going to bring some down for me? You're going to bring some down for me? And it's just like, can we can we move on from the chicken farm, please? I, I didn't realize that they did that during the game. Yeah. Like I, I they, So have you seen the, uh, the points segment? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like people send in their pictures of it and stuff. Maybe other people like it. I just think it's stupid. Like I just finished well, the show at that point. Well, and then like I remember like his his first game with the Sabers that he did exclusively for ESPN Plus. He bought like chicken farm for everybody, 
in the stadium or something like that. Like he just bought chicken parm. So I don't know, like that's his shtick and that's fine. Well, chicken parm's a big like hockey player, like pre-game meal. Because I mean, it's got everything. But uh, yeah, I guess that's why. But I don't, I don't, I don't need a segment on it. No, I don't need it to be there every game. I don't. Yeah. I, One time it's fine, like ah, oh, okay. But now it's just like that's an installment in NHL hockey. Exactly, dude. I okay. So I'm I'm done with ESPN. There's another side of the broadcast stuff, and I know I know you know that where I'm going with this. So you were saying that it doesn't bring any like new fans. Like, why would they want to watch that, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's like the whole reason of like why NBC doesn't have it anymore, or like what they kind of struggle with was like bringing in new fans and stuff like that. And like I was saying earlier, I can listen to them talk about hockey because I like it. I'm not a new fan. I don't need something to you know, be engaging and exciting, but TNT has, have you watched it yet? Still haven't. Cause I Dude. don't have any of the TNT stuff. Okay. Um, that's fair. Uh, so, but TNT has done such a good job with being funny, exciting, um, like new, just new ideas or whatever. And it's, they're doing what the NBA did with like bringing like Chuck, uh, Shaq and having different personalities in the studio. And you have, so um, Liam McHugh is the like main guy. And I always liked him from NBC sports. Like I thought he did a really good job as like from like hosting. Um, but then you bring in like uh Anson Carter, um, Rick Tockett, and the big ones for me is Wayne Gretzky and uh Paul Bissonette. Um obviously for spin chicklets. Yes. Okay. Him alone, he's hysterical. Biz I mean, he, he's, he, he, he's a character. So just having him like if it was just he, him and Liam, like it would be good, but um, then you throw like you throw Gretzky in there, and them two together is they're fantastic. And you you wouldn't really think that, right? You think like this fourth line grinder that got like twenty seconds a game with the great one, but like they're they're both hockey players at the end of the day. Right. I mean, all of them are, other right. than Liam, of course. But um, and then like they just get onto each other about different stuff and mess with each other. And then you have Biz's um, interviews with the players, like after the game or whatever, they're hilarious because the players know who he is and like they can rip on him. And so they just have this back and forth. Like it's so funny. And then they do the stuff like the first one, they had Chuck on there um, to kind of I'll bring in like a different, like a, obviously a relevant name. Um, and him and Gretzky are apparently like really good friends and stuff. So like you had them, you had uh, Charles Barkley shooting on uh, Wayne Gretzky shooting on Barkley. It, it was just it's something new that the NHL hasn't had before. And NBC it, it, did a little bit of that stuff where they're like you know they'll shoot on a goalie or something like in the middle of the broadcast, but it was the same guys in the studio. Right. Did what? Uh, did. Kretzky take anything off the shot or did he absolutely? Oh, it? dude. Okay. <laughs> so I thought that same thing. I was like, he's just going to like, you know, just like flick it over to, to Chuck to like catch or something. First shot ripped it top shelf, just ripped it. And it was so funny Dude, he just like, just didn't hold back. It's like, I was crying. It was so funny, dude. 
Um, I need to send you some of the clips like on Instagram or whatever mm. of just like the TNT stuff in general. But my point is like, if I'm a new fan, I want to see that type of stuff. If I'm an NBA fan and they have like, they had Gretzky on the NBA stuff, like after that first initial TNT broadcast for, for the NHL. Um, and so it was kind of like flipped like this. So they had Gretzky in there instead of, you know, like how they had Barkley in the NHL one. And so you have like kind of, they're trying to build up awareness for it. Right. I don't feel like the, the ESPN is doing that. They're not bringing any awareness other than like a commercial or something. Yeah, no, it, it really feels like ESPN is the hockey access for hockey guys. Like people that are already yeah. into the sport and, and, like they don't really care about the broadcast side; they're just watching the game. So that, to me, you're right. Like they made it more accessible for people that are already watching the game, as opposed for people that are trying, like, are curious about the game. But it's not centralized towards that idea. Yeah, that's a good way. I mean, to put it, that. Doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it. Yeah. So. So I guess I need, like I need you to watch TNT. That I would have to look at it like if you want to send some stuff and and like yeah. all that kind of stuff. But like that's that's the direction that the entire league would have to take would be to bring in the right personalities, bring in different sports figures. Um, because if you're just if you're new to hockey but you're already a sports guy and like you flip on whatever and and all of a sudden you see. Peyton Manning on a hockey cast. You're gonna stop. You're gonna be like, what? What? What is this? I would love to hear what Peyton has to say about hockey. Because yeah. first, I want to know if he knows what he's talking about, and then I know he's gonna get ripped for how big his head is. So, like, I I want to see that. <laughs> okay, he needs to be on TNT then. <laughs> right. So, like, that's something that I would want to see. You know. Oh, and um, ESPN is so like. You know, I said I didn't want to bring up controversy, so I'm I'm not. But they're so like political with like their sports now. It's not even about sports anymore, and it's not so much with the hockey. But when I'm going through sport, like if I stop at Sports Center, it's it's something about off the field. Generally, you know, it's like there's some they're talking about something like that, and I get that it's news, but. You know, like when I was a kid or whatever, I'd put on Sports Center while I was getting ready or something. And obviously, like I'm a kid, so like I wouldn't have probably been paying attention to the political stuff anyway. But if I'm like getting ready, like, you know, in the morning for work today and I put on Sports Center, I don't want to like hear about, you know, what happened off the field or whatever, right? I want to like see the highlights and stuff of like what it used to be. And I, I, it's just so. To me, that's the growth of media and social media. Like, it's just in you, general. You, have, you just have access to everything now. And so, like, nothing is actually private, especially when you put on a pedestal like that. So, um... That's a good point. That's that's where it is. So, like, if it... Even if you're talking, like, early 2000s, when you and I were growing up, I mean, early teens and stuff like that, like, media and social media was not as prominent as it is now. So they wouldn't had they wouldn't have had all the information at the tip of their fingers and everything like that, just like bam, 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 like this happened and we know about it. We have all the details thirty seconds after it happens. 
you know so like and part of that is like back then obviously same thing like you didn't have players reaching out like they do now you know people are on twitter they're on instagram they're on all these things saying all these things and their lives are put out there for everybody to see and like um it's part of the downfall is that you yes you're you're able to expand your platform but at the same time now everybody's in your business they know everything that's going on in your life whereas even 15 20 years ago that's that wasn't really a thing like it was more about the sport rather than the player yeah i mean i i guess you're right like it's there's i don't know there's just been a big like uptick in that type of stuff even in the last like 10 years you know yeah like i don't know i think to me i want sports to be like an escape from all that um i agree so i think most people do i guess that's why i'm kind of like why do i have to hear about like i shouldn't have to if i pull up sports center i have no idea if this was on sports center i'm not gonna get into anything about it but you know the big rittenhouse trial two weeks ago LeBron said something about it. I'm sure that was on Sports Center. You're hearing about right. this trial everywhere. Yeah. I don't need to. Yeah. If I go to watch some highlights, I don't need to hear about it. You know, I agree. And it's I just agree. that that's all Sports Center is, at least to me these days. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna need you to watch some TNT. I'll have to send you some stuff so you can like see it. But if I'm the NHL, I I know they can't, but I would try to renegotiate this and get most of the games put on TNT because it's just so, and they have like, they had Gretzky interviewing. Um, no. Okay. They had, they brought Gretzky on in the first game as the caps versus the Rangers. And they had Gretzky. It was like picture in picture. They had, you know, they're showing him, but he was talking to the commentators and the commentators were asking him like, you know, what is it about Ovechkin that sets him apart or whatever? And you're you're hearing the greatest hockey player ever talking about, you know, the the best goal scorer ever. You know, yeah. and you're hearing about like his view on Gretzky, why he is so good, and like that type of stuff. And I know other sports do that. Um, like I think the whole Manning thing on is that Thursday okay. night Manning, football on ESPN uh, Monday night, but yeah, Monday night. That's awesome. Love it. I think I think that's sick, and like the NHL needs to do more of that. Even so like if, they're not, they're not even like commenting. They're they're chilling in their house. They're like, dude, exactly. talking about the game. They're they're doing what you and your brother are doing on Sundays, or you and your friend. You know, right. just they're yeah, they're sitting fair. back and just talking, talking football. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you know if they're sitting beside each other watching that game, that's that's everything they're saying on the broadcast is what they would be saying to each other if no there were no cameras. And that's – I just – I love that type of thing. And you're starting to see, you know, Barstool Sports is, like, big, right? Like, they've really gotten to a point where they're, like, a relevant, like, sports thing. And the whole idea on that was, you know, it's like you just discussing sports with your friend. Very laid back, like – and you're, so you're starting to see a bit more of that, like come into play with some of these broadcast things. And that's, I think that's what people like about like the T like the NBA TNT stuff. Um, that's what I like about the NHL TNT stuff. Like the Manning, what would you call it? Manning's corner. It's Manning cast. Manning cast. 
Um, but it's the same thing there. Like people are loving this type of stuff. And then you have ESPN. That's like just super professional. There's like not a lot of like characters in it. Um, I don't know. Like I just, I, I think if they really want to like kind of be more relevant in the broadcast space, the NHL being, um, they need to do more like TNT type stuff. And, and uh, ESPN, I've just not been impressed with at all. So. Any other closing? I don't. I don't have anything. No. Um, we didn't have any problems recently, so like this. I don't have to apologize. No, nothing to apologize for. Uh, first time in uh, down to puck history. We're getting better. I'm, I'm not having to edit as much either. Everything's a little bit more smooth, and it's a bit more. You know, I was talking about like the barstool sports, and that's what we wanted for this pod. It was very like just me and you talking hockey. So I might just like not edit at all. Let it go. <laughs> just, just let it just let it ride, man. Let, oh, I you know what? Uh, I'll tell you after. Oh, okay. Um, but no, I, I mean I'm I'm all for it. If you don't want to edit it, you want to be lazy, that's fine. I mean that's that's my middle name right there. Um, but yeah, so I think that's gonna do it here. So good pod. Um, I really like the discussions today. Actually, I yeah, really enjoyed that. that. Was fun. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was episode seven of Down to Puck Podcast. Uh, I'm Sawyer Caldwell. That's Colt Bennett. And we'll see you next week.